Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Reverend Robert Under here. And Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And we do this every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network at 7 a.m. in the Mountain Time Zone. We're so grateful that you're with us here today. Uh, and, okay, so, you know, Z and I, this is episode number 52 which means we've been doing this for just around a year now. Woohoo! It's our anniversary. Congratulations, Z, we've done it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> um, and we were going to do a whole bunch of different special things for you guys and have some, but unfortunately, it would appear that spring is here and it's open season on young black men again. Uh, and you know, the history of this program Z and, and those that are watching, or if today is your first time with us, uh, we, over the past year, unfortunately, we've had to have this conversation just far few too many times. Um, and 2021 has really kind of been a, a kicker. Um, this police footage, this body cam footage that the Chicago police released yesterday, um, of uh, Adam, I believe it's pronounced Toledo, uh, of young Adam Toledo's death um, is another crazy story of intersectionality and um, wildness. A young 13-year-old on the streets at two in the morning with an adult. I haven't heard exactly who that adult was. Um, nobody seems to know if he ever actually had the gun, uh, but there was definitely a gun. Um, and the end result is there's yet another young black man at dead at the end of, a, by the, by a police bullet. And uh, I'm tired. Uh, Z, I'll tell you this. I am tired of watching videos, not only of police shooting black people, people of color, but I'm tired of black folk having to go on and tell us white folk to stand up and say something. Yeah. Um, and that's not because I ha we have been on this show and, and I do on a regular basis. It's because I can sense the frustration in the black community that says nobody's listening. I, I, I hate to believe that, but... Yeah, it's a, it's as they say, it's a fragile situation. Um, because it, it, it definitely seems that no matter what is said, no matter how it's presented, no matter what city or state or the, the character or condition of the so called perpetrator or any of that, 
uh, it doesn't matter, it appears, in how black men are treated or, or, or men or people of color are treated in these situations. I mean, so we go, Justin, now, you know, we look at the, the I forget the, the uh, lieutenant's name who was a medic in Virginia. It happened at the end of 2020. So it was in December. So it's a holdover from in 21. But he is a guy, military guy, complying in all respects. They say he didn't have a tag, but clearly you can see on the uh, on the video that there is a tag. It's a brand new car. Mm -hmm. And they take this guy through the ring, ring, ringer. So we go from George Floyd, who had a, a, a phony $20 bill. So a life, you know, we if we start putting value on life now, we, we're going down to $20 for a black life. Um, yeah. All the way up to a lieutenant, I don't know if he's the first or second lieutenant in the army, a medic, complying, hands out, speaking normal. He winds up in a situation. And so yeah. in the black community, the question becomes, we have a whole spectrum of, of so-called perpetrators and so-called people who are serving the nation. And it doesn't matter about the treatment they get from law enforcement when they are black. And that has to be fixed. It, I mean, we, we, we have to find some common ground because it's going to, because now people are going to be more and more reluctant to deal with the police officers. And of course, we know in any situation, it's not all, but but the ones that get highlighted and 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 we don't know how uh, undercover uh, officers' attitudes may be toward these situations. We know they were at, at, at in January 6th, we know they were at the, at the rally there. Uh, right. They even attacked several of their own uh, fraternity members, if you will. So we have a situation where we really begin, uh, we really have to begin looking at uh, the policies, the training, the psychological background of these guys and hold them to a higher standard that maybe they should all have college degrees or, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard basket to clean out, but we have to begin to make some attempts other than saying we're sorry. Right. And and I hear you there, right? It's a tough basket to clean out, but we got to do, there's got to be some sort of psychological testing, emotional, to some sort of bias testing to, to weed out the bad actors and, it within the police and and again all right so i got to back up because i shouldn't call these officers bad actors mm -hmm. but they've been um they've been trained many of them have been trained to be quote warriors yes and they don't see the people they're interacting with as people and wow this just like slammed me across the head it like if you want a race war folks well just open your eyes we've got one going on and the police are waging that race war against people of color and it may not and that's not to say all police and i'm sure that there are police that would be very upset with a blanket statement like that because i'm i know it's not all police and i know there are police that would say wait a minute hold on i'm fighting against that from within the system right. and to those hey cool but there's got we got to clean this out because they're winning. 
Right, right. Well, and, and you know, it's like, you know, if I don't take my car to the shop when it's running fine. I just keep putting gas in it and, and, and you know, but when it ain't working right, I got to take that thing to the mechanic. And right now. And right we, away. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that's what's kind of happening now. You know, when, 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 when we have the good officers who are doing their job, we keep doing that. But when it starts clunking and gas sparking, now we need to take this thing to the shop and figure out what's wrong and replace the parts or, or whatever it takes to get the car running back in good order. And that's what's happened with the system, right? I mean, you look at Dante. Now, if, if we look at Dante Wright's thing, um, first, we have a veteran officer. So we're not even talking about a junior officer. And, and, and Chauvin was a veteran officer, if we go there real quick. She's been on, I think she's on the force for 26 years. They put your taser and your gun on opposite sides. And they, as, as I've heard them describe, they put the taser on your weak side. So if you're right-handed, they put it on your left side. So, so it's a, it's a real conscious kind of thing that you're doing here. <laughs> uh, and so it, it winds up that they say he had a warrant for some aggravated robbery or something to that effect. I, I I haven't seen a report. I've seen news reports, but I've heard different things that he was, there was a marijuana warrant and then there was a, a, a aggravated assault with a weapon warrant. So I, I need to, I tried to find a definitive source, but every guy is spinning now, of course. Right. But when you look at it, there was no immediate threat to life in that situation. So to pull a gun to stop the kid, and I'm I'm not sure what the original stop was for, whether it was a tag or reg. I thought I heard it was registration, right? Air freshener. Air, uh, air freshener. He had an so, air freshener, and I guess there's a law that you're not allowed to have anything hanging off your rearview mirror. And he had a like stereotypical air right. freshener off the rearview. And so I mean, so look at this. So so now we got we got one black man being killed for twenty dollars. Got another black man being killed for air fresheners, uh, and 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 I'm sure when this goes to trial, just like with George Floyd, they will try to bring up some of his past and say he had these activities and he had these drug problems. That does not. I mean, when He's the opioid price crisis came out, there were lots and more predominantly white citizens who are on the opioids, we don't hear about them being shot and killed. It became, when it was in the black neighborhood, it was a problem. When it moved to the white neighborhood, it became a crisis. Right. Uh, I saw a meme this week that said, uh, police aren't supposed to kill the the guilty guys either. It doesn't matter whether George Floyd was guilty. <laughs> It doesn't matter whether he had fentanyl in his system. It doesn't matter what problems that man had in his life. It was his life. And for a $20 bill, that's over-policing. For, for, for a marijuana bench warrant, that's, to me, that's over-policing. Um, you know, it, and it, to me, we talked about this before the show. Why are cops stopping people for an air freshener in their window because they're missing a tag now okay we live in colorado maybe because i guess we got it a lot easier 
Because I see people, guys every day with no tags on their car and nobody's getting stopped. I see people speeding like hell, nobody getting stopped. If you know, it's it, we don't make traffic tickets, but we also don't hear a lot of drive-by shootings. We don't hear of a lot of street quote crime, big or bigger. We don't hear as much of that because I think the police are busy taking care of those things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted Dante Wright. If Dante Wright was a, was a public nuisance, if he was a public danger, I would imagine there was a detective team working on that. And I imagine the detective team sooner or later would have found out where Dante Wright is and you follow him. But these guys didn't know who they were dealing with. Right. They had no, right. And then they find out there's a war and okay, now all of a sudden there's stress involved. Now all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Now this is a bad guy. Now I do have to kick in my warrior training. Now I do have to try to remember which is, you know, which is my strong hand. I've gotten so good with this other one that I don't remember which one's my strong hand. I just got some, boom, 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 boom. I just got these six shooters. There's got to be a way to change. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's yeah. And, be and, and, and the other, the other part of this is, you know, we see, two people, four people, whatever, involved in this incident because his girlfriend was in the car with him. They shot. If they'd have missed him, they could have hit the other passenger who was just in the car. That was a whole nother thing. Um, but, you know, we 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 begin to see there's like four people involved here, right? Five people, the two passengers in the car, and I think it was three cops. But now five people have affected thousands of people's lives forever, right? Right. When 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 this could have been handled a different way, so that we don't have loss of life, we don't have people giving up their careers, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, t- if we look at this fairly and we look at it, you know, on a on a on a on a, a, a justice basis, all right, there's some things that we can look at. But when we look at people's lives, you have lots of, and now people's attitude towards people of color, police officers, the justice system, wherever you stand on that, they have just got tilted a little bit more in one way or the other. And Mm -hmm. when we have these things that are questionable, that seem very senseless, that seems like there's different ways to be able to uh, uh, approach them or address them, and they come out deadly, then that's a problem. That's a problem. And, and, and it seems to be increasing. And, and when we look at what happened to the lieutenant, it doesn't matter who you are. So, and, and when we look at the incident that just happened in, in Chicago, we, we knew this from Tamir Rice and everything, but age doesn't matter either. So now it's like age doesn't matter whether you're a so-called perpetrator or not, whether you're a so-called upstanding citizen of, of, of the Republic, serving its need as a, as a, as a military officer in medicine doesn't True. matter. Yeah. And that has to stop. We have to, we have to figure this out because it's going to jade people more and more and the mistrust and the, and the suspects is a suspicion and all those things are going to just increase until it gets to a problem bigger than we can handle. I think ew, you said those words. Sorry, bigger than we can handle. And like, 
perhaps it's time we recognize that it is bigger than we can hit than than human than that we've got to give this up to a higher power that we've got to that we've got to tap into something bigger than just the human concept of what's going on here and how to make these changes. You and I have talked before about defunding the police and that it doesn't, that it's a terrible term. Uh, You know, it's so crazy. Progressives have a way of picking out the worst names for stuff. (laughs) It's like, you know, we, we never should have called it global warming from the very beginning, but we did. Uh, We, (laughs) and, and here, it's not defunding the police. It it's it's reframing the police, um, and looking at you know how can we? So, folks, we know, right? It, we say this every week. We want you as part of this conversation. We we love that you are part of this conversation. And uh, while we don't read comments out too much too often, sometimes we do. Um, you know, it's. There is a lot of fear-based living. We see what you're sharing with us, Wayne, right? Fear-based living really does uh, impact, is a major player in this. It's a major part in this concern because in a lot of ways, Z, I think you and I have it so wonderfully lucky that we don't go to work every day in fear for our lives. We don't go to work every day with a sober reality that at some point, somebody could pull a gun and shoot me at fairly close range. Police have a thankless job. Some say it's a job whose time has come and gone and is no longer necessary. And many will argue was no, was not necessary from the very beginning. And even on this show, we've traced back the, the, the racist history of where policing began and, and how it began I, I'm at a point where it's like, okay, folks, we better start praying right now for the outcome of this Chauvin trial. We better get our prayers in order because we're about to have, it, it feels like that's another no win situation right now. Now, the spiritual part of me knows there's a bigger win somewhere, but I can't see the good that's going to come out of this in 10 years. And other than, man, we're ripping off another Band-Aid and we're going to force ourselves to heal a little more. Well, you know, as you're saying, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, part of the challenge that we're faced with, we're dealing with the system, our overall system, the Constitution, the government and the police system that in its very inception did not account for blacks or people of color Mm, they were accounted for they were accounted for as property they was counted for in terms of the constitution at three-fifths of a man they're treated like chattel and then after some really some people coming the God, the God within them coming and saying, this ain't right. And so you get abolition and you get that whole thing to try to free the slaves and so forth. And then you have a police system that was originally set up to police the slaves and runaways and, and that, you know. Now that has been ingrained for hundreds of years. It's no longer conscious in some way, just subconscious. 
And so now it's acting off of culture and subconscious stuff. We have to begin to systemically, and that word comes up, and we say systemic because it's in everything we do, conscious and unconscious. We have to, everybody needs to be retrained at this point because we've been so jaded and polarized that we, that, that as opposed to finding some middle ground in the middle of that pendulum, we just keep going from one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. And, 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 it keeps going higher and higher as it as it swings back and forth. So I think I just heard a national racial equity training program. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> because because you think you think about it. I'm, I'm raised in the South, deep South. Right. I've seen things that people watch on TV or watch in a movie. I've seen it with my eyes. So I have a certain perspective on certain things just being raised in that environment and being treated a certain way and seeing my father treated a certain way, right? Uh, it, I, was, I was raised in the Northeast that was so racist, we were racist against other white people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ser I'm serious. If you grew up in Jersey or New York or anywhere, right, mm -hmm. it, was, it was all about the Jews, the Italians, and the Polacks. Forgive me, folks. I haven't used those terms in a long time. Uh, but and with a name like Brzezinski, I, Ray, you didn't take guff from anybody with a name that. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying, right? We nobody has that same background perspective. Right. 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 And when you and when you and when we're raised in a background of separatism as a back as opposed to a background of unity. And brotherhood and love and co and collaborative work and responsibility. Now we have a problem, and that's where we are now. We we need to have some collective work and responsibility in every aspect of our life: financial, educational, uh, judicial. We have to begin for those people, and this is where the call comes from for for the allies or for whites who care. Or you know. I hate all these words because they, 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 by definition, they begin to separate, right? And people right. Get, take offense to certain words based on their culture. But I don't know, for lack of a better one, until I can find one, we have to begin, those movements have to begin to come together to work systemically, to work with boots on the ground. And say, again, another term. I hate it because now that means it's war. Boots on the ground has that war term. But, but we have to begin to understand that Unless everybody who sees this as a problem begins to try to fix it, it's not going to be enough, I don't think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, everybody. Now, and I am left in the, in the moment of epiphany with great hope in the younger generation. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. My... Uh, my 15 year old just bought two t-shirts and one is black lives matter, black lives matter, black lives matter, black, right. All the way down the shirt. And I'm very proud. And we, we, he and I were talking about it and he said, uh, and I bought a second shirt to go with it. I was like, really? What's that? And he said, well, I've got this one. So if anybody gives me any grief about this one, I'll be, I'm just going to say, Hey, no problem. I'll be right back. And I'm going to go change. 
and then I'm going to go change. And he so he runs away and he comes back and he's wearing another T-shirt and it says, white silence is violence. <laughs> so you didn't like my Black Lives Matter shirt. I'm going to go change for you. Yeah, no yeah. problem. <laughs> I'm going to go back and shove it right in your face. And, it, and it's like... So I have great hope for the young gen, the younger generation to to that is looking at this also and saying, okay, wait a minute, we're not we're not going to play that game. And, and great, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say what what I want to see. It, I want us to expedite that change. I want us to speed that change up. I don't want to have to wait for today's fifteen year olds to be a 30 year veteran on a police force. I don't want for today's third. I don't want to have to wait for today's 15 year olds to even be a five year veteran on a police force for that change to happen. So go ahead. And, 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 and no, you, cause it was just so, cause these young people are saying, we don't want to inherit your mess. You guys have mucked this up so bad. <laughs> and, 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 and just dancing around the Buffalo on this thing. And look, we don't want it. We don't want, we don't, we don't, your values have been skewed too much. Your perspective on life has been skewed too much. And you guys are leaving this crap to us and we don't want it. And so, you know, when you look at how they are beginning to speak out and to take positions and to learn and study and, and create movements. Uh, the only thing I would say is, you know, everybody, we need to get the biggest thesaurus on our phones that we can find so that when, you know, when possible, pull out the thesaurus. When something's about to come out that you know is sensitive and charged, hold up, let me let me consult the oracle right now. And, and, and let the oracle give us another word that's not as charged, that's not as inflammatory. Because we know from this movement, words have power. Words are things and they create. And when we begin to understand that and use this power of the word effectively and, and, and in a way that joins people together as opposed to separate them, it at least gives us hope. If nothing else, it gives us hope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, folks, we know we love running right up to the last minute here and I, we love your participation. And Linda, I'm looking at your question here and listening to Z's answer and realize I think he's answered a good part of this for you, right? How can we change our thinking and word in a way that impacts others in a positive way for change? How do we sh shine our divine light? Uh, spiritual mind treatment, prayer. Um, and remember, when we talk about prayer, it's not this begging and beseeching, oh God, please, please fix this, make this all... No. <laughs> we can be in the consciousness of knowing that it changes upon us. And we can be in a consciousness of not making Dante right wrong and not making the cop wrong, mm -hmm. not making Adam uh, Toledo wrong and not making the cop wrong, but looking at the fact that we are, we are working together as one human family, but we have been trained uh, to believe in the other side of the, in that other side of the fence. And we're going to take that fence down and we're going to find a way to, to, to be together. So prayer, positive languaging, not, not arguing to make somebody wrong or to make one side right, but staying open to there is something revealing itself. And I, I trust that's part of what we do here, Z, right? Is it's, I try not to come in saying what's right and wrong around right. here. Right. Um, 
but to say, okay, what, where can we find some good or where do we have to create some good to move forward in all this? Yeah. And, and I see, I see something in for Michelle. You're right. We, I, I saw that come up and it was in my mind that we need not only accountability, but we need responsibility. Uh, we need people to be accountable. We need them to be responsible. And then based on that, they need to be, uh, 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 I don't like the word. I don't have my thesaurus with me. They need to be, uh, 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 rewarded, bad word, wrong word, but the only one I can come up with now, uh, hell, they, they, they have to be, you know, held to a standard that sep- that does not separate and join. And there's no way, no matter how many prayers I make, no matter how many uh, meditation sessions, if I stick my hand in fire, I am going to get burned. And there's an accountability and a responsibility that goes with that. Yes. And so it's that same kind of thing with our lives. We, we, we have free choice and there's accountability and responsibility based on that. And when we can establish that in unity, not in a separate or separation thing, then we can move more and more towards a unified perspective of an integral world that works together. And there is no part that is not needed. Yeah. And, and I believe everything you're sharing there, everything you're talking about, is what leads us to that inspired action. Yes. It, it leads us to know what is mine to do. Yep. And, and what's in, what was really calling. And so, um, yes. And yes, uh, Michelle, accountability and responsibility, a great marriage. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Michelle, we need to get you back on this show again sometime soon let's get you booked uh and i do see this comment here devote a show solely to conversations around racism invite all listeners to study one source and one book um i believe well we'll have another conversation about that because i know there's something in the works and we're looking at how maybe we can bring some of what's in the works in another place into what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network. So folks, we want to thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, I look forward to Friday mornings every week, Uh, not only because uh, Z and I get to hang out and shoot the shit together, but uh, you get to be a part of it and we get to connect with you as well. So please feel free to send your emails, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. Let me know uh, or let us know what uh, what you'd like to hear more of, what we can do more of, maybe what you'd like to hear less of. I'm not sure we'll listen to that part, but, uh, but no, please join the conversation. Let us know uh, what we can do to support you and, uh, and know that we'll be back next Friday here at the same time, uh, a part of the New Thought Media Network. Z, any final words before we get back into the rest of the day? I would say, I mean, we said that the, the accountability and responsibility and you know, want for yourself what you want for others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Want for yourself what you want for others. We're out of here. We'll be back next Friday. Stick around here on the New Thought Media Network, folks. It's a pretty full day. Uh, We've got uh, morning prayers coming up at 8.15. Rev Melissa with the morning sip at 8.30. I'll be back with the peace meditation at 9.30. Uh, New Thought Miracle or True Thought Miracles happens at 10 and Rev Skips in the flow at 11. Michael Mangus on 
at six with the fireside chat. My God, these Fridays are getting busy around. Yes, here. yes, and I will be on fireside chat tonight. Oh, you're going to be on fireside chat tonight. Yeah. See? I didn't even know that. There you go, folks. Another great reason to keep on telling a friend. Tell a friend that tells a friend. Yes. We're getting out of here. We love you. We'll see you soon. Peace and blessings. Peace. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.